The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a momentwithmorris.com and blackblueprints.com. That's blackblueprints with a Z.com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Bringing you the uh, newest episode of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Yep, we get together talking about everything going on out here in the life, out here in the traffic, out here in these here streets. In these cool, 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 cool streets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, just in time for the holidays. <laughs> yes, sir. Come on, man. Let's get <laughs> let's get let's get excited, brother. I know you've been working OT. Let's get it. Yep, coming back at you with episode number 92 of the Say Stuff Podcast. Booyah, 92 with a slap in your face. (laughs) I'm excited to see you, dog. I'm just happy. (laughs) I appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's good to see you, too. I know these COVID streets are a little harder to get together, and and life has made it a little more difficult at times. But but it's it's good to get together and, and converse about what's happening What's going on out here and all that? Uh, yes, sir. So it's always like to highlight a particular individual doing something for the culture, doing something for the community, whether they be past or or present, or in this case, uh, making moves for the future. This this particular individual uh, coming out of, contemporary. She's coming out of Plano, Texas, and in a very short period of time has already started to to make her mark as what she wants to represent, as how she wants to be seen, like the mark that she wants to leave on the world. That representation of young black women is important. Uh, being linked and tied to social issues is necessary. Uh, using whatever platform that you're given, whether it be big or small, to speak life and positivity, but also to address the real world issues that are happening is something that she has kind of made her her focus and in her direction. Uh, she's already at this point in, like I said, a very short period of time, she's already, you know, guest spot in multiple TV shows. She's co-stars on a hit show already. She's already been nominated for a screen actors guild award, as well as the BET award winner of a young artist award and a nine time NAACP award winner starred in a movie in 2019, which she also executive produced all at the age of 14. She was just inducted into the uh, Guinness Book of World Records for the youngest Hollywood executive producer on a major studio production. Now at the age of 16, 16 years old right now, she's already put on Times uh, 100 next list. She's already got got plans of of trying to get her Tyler Perry on and wanting to to be in a position to start not only starring in and and producing, but creating and owning and and building and and getting whatever voice and message that she wants to get out. I think it's important that we talk about a lot of times what we think the youth aren't doing or ways that we think that they're not moving. But this is uh, shedding light and highlighting an individual. She was born Kayla. But she's known her actor name is Marseille Martin. Get up for one time for the young sister. Yeah. Yeah. She's most notably uh, Diane, the young daughter with the glasses on the show Blackish with uh, Anthony Anderson uh, and yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, she's doing her thing. Yeah. She does like, she's doing her thing thing for real, for real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Shout out to all black entrepreneurship. 
on every level. Yeah, I mean, that's that's going hard in the paint. Young, 14 years old, she starred in that movie, kind of the remake to Big, that Tom Hanks movie Big that was called Little. Uh, was that with Tiffany Haddish? Uh, Did she do a movie with Tiffany Haddish? No? I think Tiffany Haddish might have been in it. I know I think it's no, Issa, I know. Issa Rae was in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I have a story yeah. about Tiffany Haddish. Like, yeah, yeah. He, not now, but sometime down the line when we some, get more popular. For some other time, yeah. Yes, sometime. <laughs> When you end up on a e e was it uh e true Hollywood story or <laughs> man uh, like I say when we our podcast really blows up I'm gonna really you know break it down man <laughs> a true true Hollywood story dog but go ahead all that aside we are coming out of we are technically what we refer to as the holiday season yes finished Thanksgiving yes uh, shouts out to all the vendors that showed up to Black Friday shop Black Friday Sacramento and all the folks that uh, put their uh, things together all across the nation organizers and black shop black friday across the board we no longer are running in a boycott we are creating our alternatives shouts out to all the entrepreneurs black entrepreneurship is at an all-time high but we definitely need to do a lot more um in ways of creating infrastructure but continue the build shouts out to my uh, partners in black friday coalition for continuing to create spaces and platforms for our people to build so we done came out of that. I know I came out of that. Five streams of income happening all at one particular time. I mean, that's the build that I want to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we had Black Friday Sacramento out here with all the vendors. I poked my head. I was there on day two. Yeah, you was like 2.5 and I'm out. Hey, you know, I, I, I made my appearance. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I had to keep it moving. <laughs> I, I, I see. I had to keep it moving and shaking. But uh, so what? let's just real quick before we get too deep. What was some takeaways from this year's uh, Black Friday Sacramento? COVID. Um, the the idea of having this pandemic, um, COVID-19, plays a particular part in us not building in a way or in a capacity. But I am also excited because black businesses weren't just only affected. All businesses were affected. You had the mall that had numbers in the beginning but then in the turnaround of it the numbers weren't consistent so it wasn't like people were just stuck at the mall people were just shopping online um i want to say uh online shopping including with the cyber monday was 10 billion dollars right like it was okay. like oh it was it was crazy and i and i asked myself how many of those black businesses got that 10 billion you know i know a lot of folks were shopping online um with black businesses but i always will say that when I do these kind of events, you know, whether I'm solo or I'm in a collaboration with my business partners, I find out even in a pandemic um, or this situation that we're in, there will be those black people that know what it is. Like it's time to support, you know, nothing yeah. moves but the money because we just did Black Food Fest. And that was during the situations where you had the fire and people crying about, oh, the, the 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 air conditions and all that and you yeah. didn't have a heightened sense of urgency for covid again as you have now i in particular think the heightened urgency is because the vaccine's on its way so folks want to scale it up 10 times more i mean but that's probably the conspiracy theorist in me but that's just what i see right so we didn't have to deal with uh the smoke but we had to deal with more of the covid and in particular it was a good showing. Of course, last year was better. 
Um, folks made money. But what I've really, really, really seen, black people are very greedy. Black pe- people, um, they don't know how to value and appreciate a good thing. And we are always in our way. And I've seen that just to just to watch the backbiting, just to watch, you know, all of the things that I've heard in the background after the fact. And I don't think that folks really understand how difficult it is to create um, events you, like this, especially in COVID. Customers or are you talking about customers are going to be customers are going to be customers. But you have other folks um, when you create things that they either hate, they're jealous or they have something to say because they're watching folks do something that they probably thought in their mind they wanted to do and never do it. Okay. Oh, not saying? people who are involved, just people. Yeah, from the outside, yeah. Just, and people okay. that it just it's just in the outside that want to be on the inside and want to kind of format the way they want to create our formula. But my whole thing is like, there's enough pie for everybody. We just got to make enough pie, you know. And I think that for me, um, in this moment, we should always be about the build. And I think that we set ourselves up when we're constantly at each other's necks about shit that's not relatively about the build it's about complaining it's about feeling you should have got more but you didn't put anything in (laughs) like literally we set a format to where we did promotions we did media we did all this extra advertising in a space that majority would not have ever got this much run in two days right in two days we packed it out commercials i mean come on man we put people on we put people on that don't even have these kind of connections or don't have the influence, nor do have the charisma, right? For folks who even want to check out your space to have an interview with, we're giving you freebies. And yeah. when you hear that niggas had an issue about certain things, valid issues, okay. But if you have an issue because you feel like you want to keep all the money, like what, what I love about the Asian community and the Latino community, they all got the same shit, right? How many Taco Rios do you see in, in neighborhoods that are a majority Latino, right? You yeah. got the same, they're, they're cooking the same taco, dog. You feel, I've said yeah. it before, like the pozole might be a little bit different than this one, but all the shit is similar to this. Yeah, it's all pretty much the same, right? You know, the burrito yeah. here, take a steak out of here, maybe add a shrimp and a, of some fries, whatever. And even with the Asian spots, it's all in particularly the same kind of dining. But you never hear them complain about that, you know, all across the street, you know, uh, uh, Hector is c- c- cooking the same thing as Camacho. <laughs> you, know what I'm yeah. you just see them cats just do what they got to do to make a living. And I don't know why Negroes always feel like competition is so bad. Only time competition is bad, in my point of view, is when we slander or we actively try to hate on the competition. And we're okay. not trying to build or grow in ourselves and being a competitor. You know what I mean? And a competitor doesn't mean that I'm, you know, taking swipes at some person's situation, but I'm a competitor in a way of I am going to meet you head to head like McDonald's, like a Burger King, like Wendy's. And don't get me wrong. They take swipes at each other here and there, but in reality, they're both burgers, but they're significantly different for whatever reasons. But guess what? They're both burgers. They're both burger companies, right? So when you look at the formula of what a lot of other folks do, so Easily, it, it, it's, it's hard pressed for me to see how we gonna get out of this if the basic shit niggas ain't willing to do, and that's just kind of like where I've seen it. On well, my some, point of view, something that I saw it's it separate but goes together, which I thought was uh, interesting over the last couple weeks. 
And so uh, two incidences that happened in media, which I thought were important, and I think ties into what you're saying. So one, they had the that versus that Gucci and Jeezy. And what I thought Wait, was... You, you watch that? No. But, but what I thought was interesting is because of all the history that they've had, you know, violence, like, like people talk about rap beef, like that's real beef that, that existed between those two. And they had reached a space, if nothing else, that I can amicably be in your face and we can still be cordial. Now, uh, you know, some of the lyrics when he's doing old songs was lightweight, disrespectful, but it was still something that they could function. The next thing was they did the 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 reunion of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and there's been a you know a three decade feud between uh, Janet Hubert and Will Smith, you know where she just kind of attested that he ruined her career after after you know getting her off that show, and the labels that he put on her and how mean he, and aggressive he was to just destroy her, just ruin her 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 family her her livelihood all that. And they had reached a point of reconciliation to where, you know, he spoke kind words to her. Uh, she's now kind of circulating around her name and starting to, like, I won't be surprised if she's working in 2021. Like, he done lifted that 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 negative veil off of her to get her working. And Will what Smith should about, be giving her a check. Huh? Will Smith should be giving her a check. Uh, I'm sure she'll put, she's probably going to end up, <laughs> if not in one of his Get movies. the apology. Run that check of all the money that you did not allow me to make because Big Will Smith labeled me let's yeah. run the check how about so, that but, but what, I, what, what i liked to see what came out of both those instances and something that i think is not present in what you're talking about is to at least a degree forgiveness and understanding that you can have an issue that you cost me a bunch of money you cost me my livelihood one case between those two you almost try to take my life you know and there's a place to where you can you're no longer stuck where you were with that problem. And you talk about, well, what about the build? I don't think you can build with somebody who can't practice empathy or forgiveness. I don't think that there's there's room to build because as soon as something's not perfect, that becomes the first little space in the bricks that you're trying to build with. You know, that we, that we don't, there's not a degree of, uh, if somebody had an issue with, with the way that uh, Black Friday was run, this is still going to be their issue in Black Friday, Sacramento, 2021. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when it comes around again, it's going to be, oh, no, man, Barry was, was such and such and whatever. Such and such. Like that's what I mean. I think that's where a big issue of, of the lack of being able to build. You know, if you talk about those other cultures where you open up a restaurant across the street, they may be pissed that you opened up another taqueria. Keep it 100. I mean, if you had, if you had tacos oh, on lock. Really is like, brother, they got strips of them but go ahead but i'm saying you just recognize that it it, it is what it is and you keep going it just doesn't stop you but if you had tacos on lock for a region like if you wanted tacos you got to go through me then all of a sudden two three other spots open you feel a certain kind of way you just don't let it stop you you know but i think some of when we get into situations we get in our feelings and the feeling stops everything in its tracks like whatever building you talk about doing, whatever camaraderie, whatever type of big picture, all that mess just comes to a halt. Yeah, and, and I think that that's what makes it difficult because we don't practice. Everything has got to be, you know, zero sum game. Like minor beef has to go to death. You have to die for disrespecting me. 
You have to die for getting on my nerves. Your business has to close for getting my 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 oxtails wrong. <laughs> like you you can't just be oh man oh man my 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 beans was cold. Oh man, let me go and get you a fresh plate. Heat that up, man. Let me throw in an extra roll. Have a great day. It's got to be nah. Barry's beans is cold, and it was this and that. And I don't know why he's talking about his food is good. He don't even know how to use proper temperature. You, 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 we need to shut him down. Like, yeah. it's got to be all that extra. Facts. You know, I, I mean, I believe it. I believe it. Like I said, at the end of the day, man, you know what? You can't please anybody. And I know for a fact why I am the most disliked popular guy. I don't, I'm not here to try to, um, you know, please everybody. Actually, I'm here to offend more people than I can imagine to tell more truth than I can handle or they can handle. I mean, to me, you know, I'm going to keep on building. I'm going to keep on doing what I'm going to do because, again, yeah, doing COVID, as as hard as it's been, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur as well, I mean, just having to circulate and navigate through all these stress stresses yeah. and hearing some of my people going through it, you know, from all walks of life. You know, to be able to still have some um, some some adequate, um, you know, opportunities and, and to be financially cool where I'm not sweating every uh, month. I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to make more money. You know, right? yeah. it's not a necessarily means of how I'm going to get money It's how I'm going to make more money. You know, so I'm all right. But I just think that when we talk about the build overall, the opportunities that we have as a community to really make it make sense. We often, too often, strategize against each other because of the emotional leverage that I think um, that is so complicated in our community by doing things that are uh, counterproductive, right? Because we yeah. react emotionally instead of strategically. Like, you should be wanting me to win. Me winning for the black community is a win-win because I'm not going to be like some of these other Negroes. I'm bringing it back. You know, I'm yeah. opening the doors. I'm saying, look at him. Look at her. Look at them, you know, check this out. We need to do this over here where most niggas are just run and just, okay, and say a few good speeches and talk about, you know, how they came up and, you know, ain't helping no one come up. So my thing is, like, we got to stop with that goofy shit and consider the fact that once upon a time, y'all niggas had nobody walking through your stores, right? Nobody would have cared about going to shop Black Friday in Florence Square. Not a damn soul. A lot of people don't even know that Florence Square is there. You yeah. know what I mean? You got indiv individuals that have some ingenuity and perspective and know how to do this damn thing. I know people want to always say they, they do this, they do that. i rather do with a person that got a track record of real impact, not just because they do something. I want to see the impact. See and show me your legacy. Show me your work. Let me feel it. Let me see it. I am not bothered by conversation of what you think you are good at and what you say you are good at. I want to show me that you're good at it. Saying it is one thing, you know, having a nice little picture of it is one thing. I want to hear about it. I want to hear the successes because when I hear people spending like 150 maybe to, to do a vending, uh, uh, having a vending opportunity, so to speak, okay. and making about 2000 in the day or in the week and, 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 Folks who still were like made five thousand last year, pre you know COVID, you yeah. know what I'm saying, po you know whatever COVID before COVID even came, and then 
this time they still made like 2,500, but they know because of COVID. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. I just think Nigel's got more time to complain than build. And if Nigel's yeah. built more than they complain, then we'd be in a better place. Because all we want to do, a lot of us, and when you see it, when we talk about it, I believe it. Negroes is just haters. <laughs> we just hate on ourselves to the highest degree to where I know there couldn't have been this many complainers and this many haters back in the day of our ancestors because we didn't only build businesses. We built communities, right? Yeah. That's the tr- that's the, the trivia shit out of all this. We built communities. I mean, communities that had everything that we needed, yeah. you know, our own everything, right? And now here we are steady focused on, okay, let's build some businesses that will help build those communities, but we can barely launch off the businesses. So it's always surprising. I mean, you do what you do, but I'm going to keep on building because there's benefits in the build. And as I go into greener pastures, you know, I know that my legacy is intact. Folks know what I got down and how I got down and what I did. So I'm good with it. Yeah, I I think that I, I believe that there was haters back then. It's just that wasn't a period at the end of the sentence. Like you can be upset, dislike, have problems, beef, whatever, but that just didn't stop the machine. Nah. Like you just talk mess about them as you worked. Yeah. The same way that you do it at your job. The same way that when you clock in somewhere and you saying all that mess under your breath about your supervisor. The same way that you're talking all that mess about the person in the next cubicle. The same way that you do all, all that bad mouthing about how you just hate where you work, but you've been there for 24 years straight. With no intentions of quitting uh, uh, un- until you're ready to, till you're a senior citizen. You, you, you can have all that negativity, but you can still continue to work. I'm just saying, if nothing else, apply that same mentality to when it comes to community work. If somebody don't like Barry, fine. Just like you don't like your supervisor, but you still go to work every day. Right. And you make and you make yourself look stupid when you really like show yourself that you really can't stand Barry or try to put Barry under the bus. And then it's like, Damn, that nigga, will, I don't know. <laughs> you know kind of, he kind of really is that guy. You know what I mean? I mean, don't be upset, man. It's my time. Just let me shine just a little bit longer. You have it. Because once I'm done with certain shit, I'm like in a relationship. I'm on that Robert De Niro type shit that don't get with anything that you can't leave in 30 seconds or less. I'm on that heat shit. Like when I'm done, I'm done. And there will be no coming back. Because I've already seen the game for what the game is. Yeah. And this game of 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 activism, this game of building for a bunch of um, you know, unappreciative ass Negroes, it's it's really old. You know, and I so I understand when Negroes get to a certain level, they're like, man, I'm I'm good. I'm good off the Negro. Cause we're just so stuck again in this hateful nature. Like you don't want to see Negroes really win. You really don't. And even when the well, Negroes is winning. I think that there's too many people trying to wait for the Negro's big fall. It's almost like you're waiting for his his or she's downfall. And that shit's crazy to me. Wait a minute. Say that last part again. You cut out for a quick second. I said it's almost like Niggles is waiting for he and she's downfall. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I What is it? Uh, what's, what's stars? A hater is somebody who's financially frustrated. Uh, I think more often that 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 disdain that we have, unless if it's nothing personal, like because because you can legitimately dislike another human being, and that's in its own particular category. And I like but, really, and I and I and I do often. I like I, don't, I really don't like people. 
Yeah, if that's the case, that's a particular category. But if you're somebody who just, when you see somebody winning, uh, man, he got that brand new car. Man, you know that thing's horrible on gas. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he moved into that brand new house, you know. Yeah, that nigga got his mama to sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his mama got his mama on the lease or some yeah, shit. If like you're that. one of those individuals, usually it has nothing to do with the person you're talking about. It's just a direct correlation to how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Well, I, so. I don't like people because they're fraudulent. They're 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 liars. They're full of shit. Well, I'm referring to those examples. Of yeah, I'm not. I love niggas that. Hey, if you getting it, if you getting it, getting it. But if you there's a lot of niggas I just can't. I you if you're full of shit, dog. <laughs> you a silly ass nigga, man. Come on. Well, that's why I look at the 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 significance. Like I said, of those two examples of either a forgiveness completely to where we can actually establish a relationship and be cool, or at least a cordial acquaintanceship where we can just we can both coexist like we don't ever have to be cool we don't ever have to hang out we don't have to try to work together but we can both coexist without the bs and i don't which is why i was glad to see it publicly to show to show actual examples of two people who had real like like one like real beef and one that the effects of how we talk and treat people have the detrimental effects and that you can kind of walk it back and go from here I think those examples are important because we, we, we keep showing the running theme of tearing each other down. Yes, we, we have a running theme of talking mess about somebody and showing that, oh, let, let me knock them down a peg. And uh, they think they too good. And they think they this and that. Like having self-esteem is, is, is something you should be ashamed of, that, that you shouldn't be confident about your abilities. Now, I get everybody's like, you know, you don't be arrogant and egotistical and all that. I get that. But in most cases, just something simply is you're happy with yourself and you're proud of yourself. And, and you're, you know, I do this well and I'm, and I'm speaking on something I do well. And there's people who because, A, you have the confidence to speak about what you believe, which is yourself. Or, B, you've actually figured out something you're good at. Man. And if they haven't. If they don't know what they're good at, you know, two people start the race at the same time. You both laced up your shoes. The gun went off and you go. Now, y'all are neck and neck for the first quarter of the race. You look down and look up and you see this person halfway around the track that done passed you. All of a sudden, he got to be using steroids. <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, he was a false start. Uh all these other things, oh, man, my, 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 there was a knot in my shoe. I had a pebble in my shoe. There's got to be all these things as opposed to just saying, this person was more focused than I was. This person was more tapped in. Or this, this person was just better at me than this in this particular field. And, okay. uh, which is completely fine because maybe the field that you're losing in is not the field you're supposed to be in. Facts. And taking that L is your indicator that this ain't the race for you. Like, you can't beat this person in a sprint. So maybe you're a distance runner. Uh, Barry keeps beating me in the 40-yard dash. Yeah, but Barry don't run 800s. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, this, she keeps, you know, doing this, and we both we did the same time, and, and, you know, we both met the two dudes at the same time. She's now married with her second kid, and that relationship for me ended two weeks later, and you on baby daddy number three. Facts. She didn't luck out. You know what I mean? She didn't it, it, like. That's so why I just think that when we're not compassionate, have empathy, have a degree of understanding, a degree of forgiveness for not only other people but also ourselves, 
that that build is just is is next to impossible. Yes, sir. And that's why I think we work backwards with community building stuff. You can't just bring a bunch of hurt, wounded people and say, let's build money together Mm. because they're in a scarcity mindset. And everything is like, get back. Like, like I got a dollar and I got to protect it with my life. You know, I got a little bit of opportunity. I got a little bit of ground. I got to protect it because if if I don't, you're going to take it from me. You know, Mm. and you can't build with folks like that. Not at all. I, I just, you know, I think that, you know, I'm I'm happy what Will Smith is doing. Um, and going into that Jeezy and um, Gucci man, I don't know the significance and I don't know the hysteria of it. I didn't watch any of it. I thought it was a clown show um, in a sense of listening to people like give us a play by play of it as if it was a presidential election or as if it was some kind of sporting event. Um, it just kind of also speaks to the volume of ignorance that we love to chime in on right because again i get it but then i don't because we won't put that much kind of energy in anything else as well as like the mike tyson and roy jones whoever spent and wasted money off that i think are just goofy but that's what people want to do but when you don't turn around and use that same energy on thus building platforms that are designed to help just the common folks win that's when i have a problem with it and then when you want to shoot down some of the common folks and criticize some of the common folks, but you never, ever, ever, ever speak and and, and kind of, you know, pinpoint some of the blames of where our, our outcomes are with some of the people that have access and to continue to evolve us around ignorance and stupidity. I have an issue with that. You know what I mean? So my thing is um, I'm hoping that will gives her a bag, but I I'm also hoping that, you know, she finds her truth in the, uh, idea after so many years will finally apologize i think to me eh, (laughs) but again it's good for show more on will than anything else right that that gives will um a lot more kudos with him being such a megastar and him understanding how to constantly rebrand himself right how him how he's really understood how to stay relevant how he really understood what a key of importance is that the French Prince of Bel Air was for his career. It really shot him to superstardom. To me, you don't often see a lot of um, actors or entertainers or whoever really understand the routes of how they got to be as successful as they are now is because of the smaller things. Like who would have known Fresh Prince, uh, that TV show would have been iconically recognized the way it is to where folks are you know, holding their breath for this reunion, right? This reunion yeah. kind of series, as well as the merch that's come out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that gives everybody a check, and you know, salute to that. But let's dive into some of the fuckery, dog. Let's dive into some of the fuckery when we talk about an artist like Will Smith and how he's transitioned from a rap artist to a iconic figure. Yeah, I have to say. Brother, when I go and look at the Gucci Mans and I go and look at the Jeezys, and they even have graduated somewhat from a little bit of the fuckery. They're still around yeah. the fuckery, but a little bit of the fuckery and have become, you know, elder statesmen. I would love to challenge some of these elder statesmen of hip hop rappers to sit there and talk to our young life because we have lost more rappers probably within the last two years 
and 2020 has been astronomical. And maybe it's because hip hop has become more of a uh, go to kind of uh, uh, what I don't even want to call it a job, but an occupation, right? Where you have a lot more art, you have a lot more people <clears throat> saying, I'm going to be a rapper. So, time and fashion, when I've heard of deaths that happen with rappers in regional areas, like there was um, a, one of my favorite artists from RBL Posse. For those who San Francisco know about RBL Posse, his name was Mr. C. He got tragically shot. Um, a rapper by the name of Seagram from Oakland who was signed to rap a lot. You know, more regional rappers when I was in the yeah. Bay Area, you heard about them, boom. And then other folks probably had those regional artists. Yeah. It seems because the world has got a little bit bigger because of the internet, you have these more local regional rappers who may have internet popularity more or less than not really have national popularity. Yeah. It has been a killing spree to where you have your big artists and then you have your like regional artists that are pretty big in the internet worlds and those kind of circles where it's just been a hit on rappers and not only a hit on rappers, it's also been the indictment on rappers. So not only are rappers dying, you have rappers being indicted with numerous things with it's uh, the gang injunctions where it's um, racketeering charges where rappers are getting caught up in these EDD scams and so on and so forth, drug dealing. And you have a, a guy by the name of Casanova from Brooklyn. You got a guy by the name of G Herb from Chicago. These two young up and coming artists. Matter of fact, G Herb was just put on. Um, he was on the top under 30 for uh, Forbes magazines with hip hop artists, I guess, really doing a thing. But to hear that he's got indicted by the feds um, for just all kind of different scams and creating this um lavish lifestyle that might not have been as lavish as we thought it was from the record sales and of course uh you know Casanova two times who used to uh well he was locked up uh before and this real kind of gorilla gangster you know bravado his crew gets hit with with all kind of a racketeering charges similar to how six nine and his crew got hit similar yeah. to how Bobby Smurder and his crew got hit similar to how um, A.R. Ab and his crew got hit in Philly. These rappers, <laughs> and listen to Uncle B right now, these rappers are promoting so much deaf culture that not only are guys like King Vaughn um, dying at an early age because of their gangster lyrics and Mo 03 dying at an early age because of their gangster lyrics, these rappers are now catching case to case. And I don't know, I don't know, and then there was other rappers that got killed this week. A rapper by the name of Paid Will in Detroit. A rapper in San Francisco by Little Yeast. A Little Yes, or I don't know, something like that. I don't want to say Little Yeast. But he's a, you know, again, we wouldn't even know him if it wasn't for the internet. But yeah. these artists are getting killed. And one other particular artist who um, was connected to, to Fetty Wap, literally, bro, I watched his execution live and it was one of the most sickest things and this shit is getting spun around the internet where he literally was walking to his car car was parked in the middle of the street had no idea it was coming and they ran up on them young boys pop pulled his melon out and he then flipped on the floor like a beach whale and and and, and he, like before when we were coming up yeah. tupac and biggie those deaf meant something 
In 96, Pac. In 97, Biggie. And the industry as a whole, I believe, said to themselves, this is bad for business. Where in the reverse, in the age of the video um, beef and in the age of 50 cents, this is not to blame him, but the notoriety started happening when Tupac came out and was like, I got shot five times, blah, blah, real ends don't die. And it was like, yeah, wow, Pac is invincible. And then you got Snoop Dogg beating a murder charge. Like, whoa, Snoop Dogg beat a murder charge. And, of course, there was a little few things here and there that some of these artists started to brag about. When 50 Cent came, he shot that whole thing out the water where not only did he create an atmosphere that getting shot, surviving, and then beefing with those who allegedly were involved with it and destroying their career, creating beef into real marketable dollars, and it really made sense, kind of took it a turn to the worst on where we with Pac and Biggie were like, yeah, bad for business. He found a formula that made it good for business, and it seems like this has become a current trend. Now that the world is so big with the internet, we're seeing more and more beefs play out um, locally, nationally, and really having dead-end circumstances. By the mean of dead-end circumstances, rappers are really dying with street connection, street ties, and beefs. This is no longer rappers having security and making sure that, yeah, there might be some confrontations here and there, but there's too many artists that are still too connected to the streets. If you're not getting killed, you're getting indicted. And this has become hip-hop. Yeah, so I think something that I, I separate personally. So so they talk about all the time, like, if you go to uh, predominantly black areas and you say, well, why, does it, why do all these black guys always play basketball as opposed to certain sports? And the major reason why, it's not because necessarily we just have an affinity for basketball. When we play soccer, we're great in soccer. When we play water polo, we're great in water polo. You'll find a lot of areas that predominantly where we play basketball is because it's cheap and it's accessible. Oh, it needs a ball. That's it. You know, a lot of other sports are way expensive, like for the equipment and all that. And so there's a lot of people, there are basketball players and there's people who play basketball. Like, Basketball players are them dudes who do the AAU tournaments. They play all summer long. They, they that they eat, sleep, and breathe basketball. That's what they do. Rap to me is gotten to it's why like people choose rap. It's like they choose basketball. It's easily accessible and it's cheap to do. And I think that there's a difference between rappers and people who rap. And you have a lot of people who rap who that's not they're not in it for well how can I change culture. How can I inform about what's happening? How can I leverage my talent with my, to change my situation to better what I'm doing, to better where I'm at, and to better the people I care about? No, I'm on some stupid stuff, and I just happen to rap. And so you get these people who it's that's just what they do. It's not they're they're not in it for when you think back, you know, historically with with the groups with the outcasts and tribe called Quest and, and the groups that had messages as well as party songs that had yeah they may have some ratchet stuff but then they also had songs with messages like people who they cared about the image that they portrayed they 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 valued creativity and individuality like they were rappers just like just there are basketball players these folks out here now just rap <laughs> they on some stupid no stuff. no 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 they're no they are street guys That's trying to rap, rap. 
That's it. That's, that's it. They're, they're, so because people blend the <laughs> two together. And they'll say, oh, you know, all rappers are, are they just a stack of money to their ear and they do this. And that. No, those are people who rap. Like those, 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 those are people who they just let me get the Draco. Let me, let me. <laughs> but, but, let me but, do but, a, but, but here's the thing. Besides everything that you're saying, the point of the point of view that I'm saying to you yeah. that once upon a time in particular. Beef. Snoop Dogg having like a a a uh, a body on his on his head having to fight that trial the notoriety of it is one thing tupac going back and forth that shit was messing up business if Pac could be now alive right and yeah. well with the multiple cases that he he, he 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 incurred while he was living right in a short amount of time remember because he died at 25. 25 yeah his whole that, career was only four and a half years that Negro would have probably been the highest selling artist in this particular time frame now because that's the type of shit that sells. Literally, the young dude, King Vaughn, gets killed, right? He gets killed. And with that simply being said, King Vaughn gets killed. And, 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 and unfortunately, as tragic as it is, King Vaughn was killed by his own negligence and his own super gangster mentality, right? Not feeling um the energy, not trying to pay attention to the people around him. He looks at it, I'm King Vaughn, I'm Chicago's Grim Reaper, and this little peon that I'm about to go take out, he's just exactly what he is, a peon, he's goofy, not knowing that the goofies also got the shooters. So saying him, he does what he does, he gets killed. Instead, instead of those brothers whose crew got King Vaughn, who's a, 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 a popular artist, um, underground wise instead of them being quiet what do they do they talk <laughs> they make a song about it they rap they actually the dude quando rondo because everybody knows it so i'm not saying anything different the artist actually makes a song and is now doing these multiple different things kind of dissing king vaughn his legacy his crew in a way to where you have now King Vaughn, in a sense, his memory is not going to be lifted up. It's actually going to be looked at as like, how are they letting this crazy-ass little dude talk shit? And he's yeah. now trying to build a career off of, I killed King Vaughn or got King Vaughn killed. And to me, that's horse shit in so many different ways because rap music used to be a way out not keep you stuck in and that's my point artists they are playing themselves to the flute of the drums of an industry that don't give a damn about you and at the end of the day after you go there'll be another one that replaces you and another one that replaces you and the unfortunate part about this whole thing without having you know a lot of artists have to be coerced to the industry there's so many di- different independent artists that you don't really need a record label that's going to sit there and tell you it's bad for business. Yeah. Well, I think also that something that we we don't discuss enough when we talk about where hip-hop music is now. So the hip-hop that we grew up on, that I think people forget, those rappers are not children of hip-hop. So you go Run DMC, even if you go NWA, you go Wu-Tang Clan, you go, you know, the, the, the Tribe Called Quest and EPMD and and Big Daddy Kane and Rakim and all, they're not children of hip hop. Mm. They're children of Smokey Robinson. Mm. 
They're children of Cool in the Gang. They're children of James Brown. They're children of Stevie Wonder. They're children of Aretha Franklin. Like, that's who raised them. So this group now is raised by the byproduct, that, that wave that came after. Chief Keith. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you look at, yeah, remember, these kids now, they're raised uh, under the Soldier Boy era. These are kids, these are children of 2000s. The t- Chief Keefs, the Little so, Waynes. Yeah. So so the difference is, is that when we look at, well, how come Stetsasonic was this? How come, you know, KRS-One was that? Because of what they're the children of. You know, they came from a foundation. Even if their maybe their childhood or their family structure wasn't perfect, what the environment was and what they were birthed out of was a completely different set of rules with a completely different agenda with a completely different mentality. Facts. These kids now in 2020, these are Kanye babies. I think the Kanye babies ain't shooting nobody. I no, no, take no, Chief no, no, what I'm, and things I, of that I, nature. Uh, These are the real papa babies of Mac Dre and shit like that, man. You know, so, 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 just, just Kanye briefly. I'm talking about the emotional explosions, okay? The erratic behavior, okay, yeah. Break the it lack down. of accountability. Okay. There you go. Like, so, I mean, okay. so they may not be got to break the it down. You can't, yeah. yeah they may break not it be down. pulling the trigger, but so you take a Kanye baby with those traits. You take mm-hmm. a Wayne baby with the lean and and, and all that. Then and you, a Matt Dre baby with the pill popping. With the pill popping and mix it with a Chief Keith baby Ooh. who's a who's a trigger man. <laughs> but then you mix it with a Soldier Boy baby who's all about lying in front. <laughs> so this is who these kids. This is this is who they're the children oh, of. Listen, they don't want to hear that breakdown, dog. They yeah, don't want to hear it. That's who they're the children of. The, the truth needs to be told on this podcast, man. Say yeah. something, man. We're I've trying to save our hip hop and our young people, man. I've These are the favorite, children. My favorite rapper is Ice Cube. He's always been my favorite rapper. And but Ice Cube came from two a two parent household with a daddy who's still in his life today. Oh, that's crazy. You would never you know what I'm know. saying? Like you would so, never know. But so he could work a certain way with stuff that he put out, but he actually came from something. You know, like he he came from a foundation of of rules. And structure, and you know what I mean. Like you take but all that was them. also, but that was also a stage of where presenting, right, to to yeah. be a a a, a street um, soldier in a sense of here are me being a prophet or a um, not a conductor of the madness, but yeah. a overseer watching it, right. So I'm giving you the tales, right. From yeah. a narrative standpoint, not subjecting myself from no, I'm actually doing it. Yeah. It was okay. Now there's no, 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 no. If y'all gonna talk about it, you better live it and be about it. Which that is becomes why, a bigger problem. Which is why I said that's that difference. Because those older groups that Scarface and the Ghetto Boys, and you find dudes, you know, Jay Prince and all, they was doing their stuff in the streets. But the fact is, is that there was a Not big picture. Yeah, I'm talking about Jay Prince, but Jay but, Prince has always been. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but it, it, it's it like Shug. You know, there, there's, yeah. there's some folks. But well, a smarter actually, version of Shug. Yeah, so way it, smarter. Yeah, so if you take those guys, like I said, when we always talk about hip hop that we grew up on, MC Light, and you know, uh, all them, you're talking about. Like I said they came out of blues. They came out of R&B. They came out of soul. They came out of music with messages. They came out of. You know what I mean? Like, like a message for the struggle that wasn't diluted with destruction. These messages now are messages of destruction. Clearly, these messages ain't uplifting. 
These messages ain't of empowerment. This message is of kill my brother. Yeah. Not because, you know, my brother is in competition with me on the block, but kill my brother. And that's kind of what we are raising. We're raising the killer babies. They, I mean, they're killing more uh, uh, Negroes than the Klan. You know what I mean? It's like, well, there's a big component that goes and why I separate those two generations is because there was a real breakdown of black families and structure after 1970. So you take a lot of those rappers that we grew up on. A lot of those rappers have daddies. And that's, (laughs) that's a, that's a very big component when you have both parents and you have balance. And you have different insight. These, there's no balance now. I NWA could put out, you know, the most shoot 'em up music, but they also put out Express Yourself. You know, Ice Cube could put out Kill It Will, but he could also put out It Was a Good Day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Pac could put out, you know, that's why F Joe, you know, the first song, but then he could also put out Brenda's Got a Baby. You know what I mean? Like there was multi-layered, yeah, there, there, there multi-layered. Was multi-layered. But these kids now are not balanced. Shoot them, kill them, Negro. Shoot them, kill them. Yeah. Kill them, pop it up. Yeah. Pop them up, kill them up. Kill them. Ah, shoot you in the chest, stop. Shoot shot, you. Kill you. Back on murder. Yeah. That's what it is. I, you I, know? I tell you, like I, I there was To that, sign uh, up to be a rapper, to sign up to be a rapper right now is to know you have to be the most gangsterous, gangsterous of gangster Negroes and understand that you're going to catch a body or a body's going to catch you. If you're black. And this is the part that I think that, that you can be Lil Dicky and rap about whatever you want to rap about and you're completely accepted and it's fine. And then you can be the other little rapper, that little white kid that got a whole bunch of the artists. It's a, I, I, it's a nice song. I like it, actually. I was like, who is this? My daughter's like, he's white, Dad. I said, damn it <laughs> because i still say that for my culture because yeah. i'm still upset that macklemore whatever the hell that dude was had beat a kendrick. run in oh fuck the grammy beat, but beat had for the best album of the year yeah. but had a run a run like that they really try to nature us or nurture us excuse me into believing like this was the new sets of hip-hop but guess what it is going to be because the Negroes is going to kill themselves off, and all you're going to do is have white rappers. Well, I'm they're going to do to hip hop music what they want to do with the NBA, or let's, what they know, did with rock and roll. Well, let's get let's draft these overseas players. Let's get these other guys and, and change the game. No, that didn't work. Well, well, I'm saying the premise. They can't. They, 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 they can't jump out the sky. Don't have to. You just yeah, need to, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. You don't have to overtake it. You just need enough to dash around. Yeah, well, they, you know what? Like I said, they, I know they're doing the Luca thing. The, you know, they're so hyped up on him. He might be the next Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, all mixed That's up. That's what one. they want. Yeah, I know that. They want but Eminem. They, 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 it, they want Elvis Presley. Yeah, they, they, they want, they've done a better job at hip hop than they've done with, um, you know, what's it called? Um, athletics, like Spart, especially when it comes to NBA. You know, it's not, uh, I don't I, think I, the I NBA said, was going to happen. I, uh, I, I give it some time. I think it's a, I it's as long right. as niggas can fly through the air and believe they, they can fly. That's why they, they brought. Don't. That's why they emphasize the scoring in the three point shot. Hey, that's why the negate Curry could be the downfall. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. To negate the that, that. assassin could be our downfall. <laughs> if but you no, can but, shoot the ball from half court, that that negates your ability to fly. Yeah, but here's the problem. Uh, 
going back into the hip hop. And when you talk about um, the Anglo-Saxons really developing more of a career, when I said this to my um, Facebook folks, you know, okay, do country music. Does country music have this much violence? Has what's the last time a country music artist been murdered? <laughs> like it was by a- his wife. <laughs> I think there was a guy who was. I think it was his wife or his ex-wife, something. You like know what that. I mean? But and yeah, you're not saying that these country artists don't have no beef. Yeah, George Strait sure wasn't do. rolling up on um, Garth Brooks, bro, waiting for him after the concert. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Cash probably might be the most gangsterous country music dude aside to Willie Nelson. Yeah. And they were able to coexist where we were able to see two of our legends get murdered. And then the simple fact in the the love of Nipsey Hussle and his great legendary young career, and not legendary as just an artist, because I think he became legendary because we got to see what he was planning, right? Yeah. What he was really planning. That's what created the legendary status of him because it was the plans that he had, the things that he was working on that nobody was watching and seeing. Yeah. To look at that and see that they have not even stopped one bit or second to slow down in his untimely death, in his untimely demise. Negroes have just killed, 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 aimlessly, recklessly, without forgiving. And this is not saying that the Negroes that are getting killed are not to blame for some of the things that they might have had. Some of them have participated in it. participated in But you used to know that hip-hop used to be a place where this was our getaway, not our entrapment. This has now become entrapment. This has now become how can I be as gangster or how can I be as prolific as this this mega alpha super negro that's untouchable on the internet, right? Who 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 no one can test and nobody can flex on and my crew is cock diesel. How can we elevate, right? To be the status where it's going to get us likes, follows, shares and we really become not by uh, the standards of what you say mainstream media, but by the media that is more directly and connected to our young people that are going to really um, just submerge and the fuckery, but it also does one thing. It continues the fuckery for some of our older cats who can't let this shit go who don't know how to transfer and show the young bulls. I blame hip-hop artists, the older ones, a lot for what we're dealing with right now because they can say a lot of shit. Like T.I., T.I. always seems like he's putting his foot in his mouth. When King Vaughn got killed, he said all this weird shit. And, of course, he retracted his statements. But it's like, you know why a lot of these young niggas are doing what the fuck they do? Because y'all niggas didn't give them opportunity. And I understand about opportunity because as I was coming up and I was climbing up to the to – to rankings of what I'm doing in my life. OGs wasn't giving me opportunity. And so when you don't get opportunities, like think about hip hop for a second, right? You have all of these made rappers, all these made rappers, and they're still trying to rap. Like, well, I, don't, don't get me wrong. I like a, a Jay-Z verse here and there and uh, a, 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 you know, a, a Jay-Z album. We cool, but I want to hear about you and see your understudies. I, you know, I like Fabulous. That's one of my favorite uh, rappers. But Fabulous, who you got under you? You know what I'm saying? Like, T.I., all right, cool, you came out with an album. 
But can we hear about all the other artists that you will come and help raise and bring to the platform to the yeah, forefront? Yeah. You know what about yo? Nah, yeah, not no white girl that you try to help take over hip hop due to the simple fact that you probably had to give a a favor to her favor because they helped you get out of prison. But that's another conversation to talk about. But when you look at hip hop and you look at it being what it is, you don't have the emergence of super talents coming from the so-called super talent that we had in the past you're not seeing jada kiss pass the baton and say yo this is my this is my young bull because i used to see it when artists used to create their labels right so jay-z creates his label and now he's bringing in beanie siegel now he's saying yo here's memphis bleak now you know and then now they're going here's memphis bleak and beanie siegel well here's my guys right so it could create a business transaction right in a sense of I'm going to create this legacy under Rockefeller so when I'm done, we got the next wave coming. They don't have it like that. So when you don't have things like that, that's creating that passing of the torch. And those young bulls got to go get it on their own. And they get it on their own and they find a formula. Boop, here comes the soldier boy. The first little Negro to really utilize internet, (laughs) YouTube, to where it created a sensation. Like, whoa, what the hell is this? This is something new. As corny as it was, this dude broke something that other folks were perplexed to try to really tap into because they was stuck on their old ways. He created a different genre. And so when that idea, for me, watching the elder statesman not having a real hold on what's happening now in hip-hop, no accountability because they have not helped. They have not helped groom the next you big artist. They have not yeah. mentored the next big um, artist. This is what creates what we have right now is the destruction of our music on so many different levels. Yeah, these are this is definitely a subject that we can touch on later and get a little bit deeper because I think it carries over not into just hip-hop, just, just so much when it pertains to our community. These are things that we have to make sure that we address, that we touch on, that we speak on. You know, it's more than just, you know, hating from the peanut gallery or shaking our fists on the front lawn about the stuff that we don't like seeing, but getting actively involved, getting engaged and definitely uh, saying something about it. Uh, For more riveting conversation like this, where can folks find you online, sir? Everything Barry Axis, man. Everything Barry Axis. And of course, Black Black Blueprints with a Z dot com on IG and um, on Facebook. But everything Barry Axis, Twitter, Facebook and IG. Up. I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Every other social media platform is at J Morris CEO. It's been the Say Something Podcast. Say something with Jermaine Morris and Barry Axius. Yep. And until next show, we will holler at you later. Don't kill no more rappers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>